Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour three of the Nightcap. Happy Wednesday for those of you on the East Coast. We're still riding along on Tuesday evening. Hell, it's the afternoon over in Beijing as Team USA and Slovakia play in the quarterfinals. One-to-one is that score in the second period. Well done, Sean. San Diego State coming home. Thank you, sir. Um, Good night. Good night in college hoops. We talked about Tennessee last night. Um, I was on Villanova. Sean's a hater and was not, but uh, we were able to not only win and get a nice quad one victory for the the Cats resume, uh, but we also got the cover as well. So that was nice. Uh, Tennessee won and covered. Duke won and certainly did not cover, uh, but they got it home, and uh, Wisconsin ended up winning outright uh, in Indiana as well. But let's not waste any more time. Let's get to our good friend, Eric Eager. The 2021 22 season is in the rear view and interesting end of the year. And I, I, I'm going to put it to bed after this, I promise. But I, I had to laugh and I put out a tweet today because uh, Mike Florio over at Pro Football Talk said, uh, we are going to name Aaron Donald our MVP. And I said, great, maybe I could go get my money now. Uh, what did you make of Cooper Cup winning MVP, Eric? I'm curious to get your perspective on, on how it uh, felt. Well, first off, Tim, Sean, congratulations on a great uh, first season for you guys. Um, Thank you. Uh, the, it was a lot of fun uh, hanging out with you guys uh, each uh, Tuesday night for me or Wednesday morning for me. So I enjoyed that. Look, I I was somebody who, you know, I, th- this is why the sports betting community is so much fun. I liked Stafford to win MVP. Um, I thought it was a great way to bet Rams money line. Obviously, I was wrong, um, but I was at the uh, Intercontinental in L.A. Uh, hanging out with some of your former colleagues, uh, Tim, and I was talking to Jay Crowder, the uh, you know the sport the odds maker for points bet, and he said, you know, I. I make Cooper Cup four to one to win MVP, and mm-hmm. I, and I was seeing it around the marketplace at six to one, so I hedged a little bit at six to one with Cup. I was lucky, I think. I, I think Donald probably should have won MVP. Um, you know, the way they vote with it is kind of silly. Um, they vote before the two minute warning. I think they there was probably some projection that you know the Rams are going to go down and score, 
uh, and Cup was going to be a big part of that. But to me, uh, I, I think Donald truly was the MVP of that game. And unfortunately for the people that bet him around 16 to one or so, uh, they got they got kind of screwed. Yeah. That's kind of the day, but hey, you know what? We we live to move on. It is what it is. It's not taken away from Cooper Cup, uh, but yeah, I was on I was on Stafford and just uh, I don't actually I don't want to waste any more time because we got you know Eric only here for a little bit. I don't have to bemoan again. We had a good night, Sean. Tennessee Villanova came home. You know we're 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 back on the up and up. We got some ridiculous hockey bets in the morning that we have to keep an eye on. Um, when you look at the futures market, just just peeking ahead, Eric, and we and we've been kind of dipping our toe in. I haven't made any bets yet. Sean's about to fire on a couple. Um, I don't know how much you've looked at the 2022 futures market, uh, but are there a couple teams that you feel like are expected to you know bounce back in a big way come next year? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wrote an article for PFF.com. I think it'll be out tomorrow. I. I put down some some of these that I really like. I do like Chiefs uh, at fifteen to two. I, I think that that is a good bet. I actually think the Bills. Um, you know, if you if you put the Bills or the Chiefs in that game on Sunday, they kill the Rams, right? And uh, you know, I, I that that's just how the cookie crumbles, I guess. Sometimes uh, that it ended up being the Bengals, but I think those two teams. I think they're rightly the two best teams in the NFL. I'm going to bet Mahomes over Allen. And then when I look at some other long shots, I really do like, uh, you know, the, the Baltimore Ravens at 20 to one. And I also like the Browns at 30 to one. Uh, I, I would, I would say that the Bengals, you know, the, the, the Super Bowl lose it, you know, the, the, the runner up slump that you sometimes see, uh, I think that's going to hit the Bengals pretty hard this year. You know, Eric, what's interesting is I was another person that, Loves the Ravens as a future, and I also love Lamar Jackson as a future for MVP. Yes. You know, I don't yep. think a lot of people know that out of all these quarterbacks that they think are in the next wave, the only one younger than him is Justin Herbert. Like, Lamar yep. is younger than Burrow and Josh Allen and Mahomes, and he's already won an MVP. Having said that, of course we know this offseason, the one thing everyone's going to follow is the quarterback carousel. I actually thought Cardinals and Colts, both at 25-1, to 1, were interesting futures under the assumption that cards are probably going to move Kyler Murray. Maybe we get a Kyler Murray for Aaron Rodgers type trade. And the Colts, if they can find a quarterback via Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, whatever it is, they seem to have everything else in place. What do you think about those two teams? Yeah, for one, I think your Jackson pick is great. I think Jackson's a transcendent player in the NFL. Uh, Actually, at Super Bowl Radio Row, I interviewed Marlon Humphrey. He was the one. They were eight and three before he got hurt. They were zero and six after he got hurt. So that's another one. A uh, very important player for that team. If he's healthy, uh, I think you have to look out for the Ravens. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't think the Cardinals move on for Murray. I don't think it's it makes a ton of sense for them to. I think Murray's trying to hold out. He sees, you know, for example, Sean the the Omar Jackson MVP season, uh, pretty good season year three. And he still doesn't have a contract extension yet. I think Murray's trying to get out under that sort of stigma of like the running quarterback. I, I think he's trying to get paid early, and I and I don't I don't disagree with him. I think he's a a very good quarterback, and I think he's been held back a little uh, by his head coach and Cliff Kingsbury. So I think he stays. Um, you know, as long as Kingsbury's the coach there, I think it's a little limited. But uh, you know, they're not a bad value. The Colts. They got a bunch of great players and they have a, a really good head coach. And, and so I think if they shore up the quarterback position, 
uh, you know, they they are, they do have a fighting chance, I think, to come out of the AFC. I mean, you know, we were all talking about them as a dark horse in the playoffs until they melted down against the Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the final two weeks of the season. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think those two teams are teams to look at. We're talking to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Eric. You mentioned the Bengals, and I know win totals aren't out yet, but uh, you and I were on the same page last year when the Washington football team, now Commanders, uh, their win total came out at eight and a half. That was a three-win jump, and both you and I loved the under. The Bengals, if my if my memory uh, serves me correct, Eric, was six and a half preseason, which is, is crazy to think now. Uh, and then they go to the Super Bowl. I mean, what do you think we're looking at preseason win total? I mean, are we looking at a almost four-win jump from a year prior? Yeah, I mean, given that they're 14 to one to make the Super Bowl, and, you know, given that they made the Super Bowl at the AFC and everybody loves Joe Burrow, including me, I think you're looking at a 10 and a half win total. And I think you're a crazy person not to bet under that. Um, given, you know, the Ravens are probably going to be pretty good. The Browns, I think, are a good team, and they might, you know, they're going to have improved quarterback play, whether that's from Mayfield getting healthy or them moving on from him and putting a better player in his stead. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the Bengals are going to struggle. I mean, like, you know, the, the, when the 49ers lost to Kansas City in 2019, their win total in a 16-game season was hung at 10.5, uh, and that was a cinch. You know, the, the Super Bowl loser, generally speaking, regresses because, you know, if a, if a team gets to the Super Bowl and then they lose, in, in large part, there, there's a chance that they weren't good enough to be a Super Bowl contender in the first place, uh, and they were found out in the Super Bowl. And I think, in large part, when you watch that game Sunday, that's exactly what the Bengals ended up being. Eric, I know a team that you and, and George, by the way, if uh, you're looking for great betting NFL content, check out their podcast, the PFF Forecast. I'm sure they'll be breaking down the draft, and that's always one of my favorite events to, to bet. Uh, we'll start seeing outside of number one overall pick market, other markets starting to pop up. But you and George have have always been quite critical of the team there in the Steel City in Pittsburgh, and I think for good reason. Um, but I don't know who it would be, right? I mean – if it's Russell Wilson or Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, there's a lot of different options there. But how far away is this team if they find a competent quarterback, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, they didn't really. I, so I, I actually interviewed Cameron Hayward at the at the uh, Super Bowl Radio Row, and he said, you know, look, Ben wasn't great uh, his final year, final couple years. But when the game was on the line, the guy was nailed. And I, and, and I think that that's you know, what they're going to miss, right? Like when, if you bring in Russell Wilson, he's obviously going to be a lot better than big Ben. If you bring in, you know, Jameis Winston, he's probably going to be a lot better than big Ben in the first three quarters of a game, but can they replicate the guy who sort of, if the game is close and that's a good enough defense to keep a lot of games close, do you have the guy that can bring you down the field at the end of the game? I mean, that's a really good question. I think, you know, they're going to be lined probably as the fourth most likely team to win that division. Right. Uh, I would imagine, you know, 8.5 is probably going to be their win total again. Um, and, and I think a lot of people are going to like under that. I, I probably will too. But if they get some, if they get a quarterback in there that, you know, has some spunk, I, I think that their team, given how good their defense is, given how good their wide receivers are and, you know, how much their offensive line matured from a kind of a weak spot at the beginning of the year to a, a strength at the end, I, I think they're, they're a live team. 
Eric, we got about 30 seconds left. So what's next? Super Bowl's over? I mean, are, are you going to XFL stuff? or <laughs> <laughs> What's next on the agenda? I honestly was in a, in a spreadsheet today uh, handicapping what I thought my, were my introductory lines to the WNBA this year. <laughs> uh, WNBA, USFL. Uh, guys, like, look, man, if you guys want to have me on, I'll be willing to – I'll talk shop with you guys no matter what the sport is. That's well, awesome. we, we, we already had someone on from the Olympics breaking down Olympic hockey action overnight. So, you we know what? You, WNBA, uh, we'll, we'll pull it off too. Hey, Eric, you're the man. We, uh, we loved having you on all season long. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are the best. Thanks for having me on. Take care, guys. Yep. There he is, Eric Eager, at PFF underscore Eric. The man's handicapping the WNBA. Awesome. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, DC. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Super Bowl champ, John King. I am Tim Murray. Yeah. Eric's gotta be feeling great. I mean, the amount of work that he puts into like the NFL, like when it finally like culminates with the Super Bowl. I mean, he gets to breathe a little bit. I can't wait till he comes on trying to convince me to bet the uh, Las Vegas Aces <laughs> who are laying two on the road tomorrow. WNBA star? I'm assuming it's about to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm more focused, laser focused on, you know, the Olympic hockey that no one else pays attention to. Was that the USA to just score yeah. to make it 2-1? Okay. 2-1, baby. Hey. Come on, USA. I do have a, a live future on the United States, so I, I got a 14-1 to on them. I did play a little bit on Sweden, played it back plus 650, and I do have one on Canada. So okay. trying to trying to figure out how we can make some cash here. Uh, we'll, we'll give some more thoughts. Well, Puxodomis has been watching the game, and they are skating with a high level of skill tonight. It had manifested itself in a bunch of goals. I think it's 2-1, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, but they look like a very skilled 
fast skating hockey team so far. So that's a good thing. And what would be nice for the United States if we could get an upset like a, a Denmark? Oh, they almost scored again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So you know, coming off of of Eric's conversation, I, I do kind of just want to get back to the futures market for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, looking at, um, looking at the Ravens, man, that, that is, that's really interesting. And he liked that too. So I want to move aside from the Ravens because you're, you really like that play. That's a play that you're going to personally make. Um, let's just kind of run through it and see. Well, hold on. Thoughts. Let yeah. me put some context on how I look at it. Yeah. When I look at, the futures market for who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. I'm trying to look at current value versus future value. Okay, what could happen on this list that would make the Chiefs more than plus 750? Probably nothing outside of Mahomes or Tyreek getting injured, which we don't want that to happen. But there's nothing or no one they're going to lose in free agency or any like plus 750 is probably as good as you're going to get on the Chiefs. You know, when you look at some of these other teams, I mean, if you think the Colts are going to pick up an upgraded quarterback over Carson Wentz, then you got to take the 25 to 1 because that's the best number you're going to get mm-hmm. if they get Deshaun Watson or they pull off a trade for Russell Wilson or anything that looks like it's consistent, consistently sustainable, let me say, from a don't-lose-the-game standpoint, which is what you are dealing with with Carson Wentz. You know, he does things that make you – that directly correlate to you losing the game. So, I mean, you got to look at that, and, and you've got to buy in. Like, if you're a person that believes in dreams, like just say you grew up going to Disney, and you think there's some kind of way that Tom Brady's going to end up on the San Francisco 49ers, then you got to take the 49ers at 14-1 to because they're going to be much lower oh, if yeah. that happens. So that's how I'm looking at that because we're looking at a futures list before the NFL draft, before NFL free agency, and before we really have an understanding of, you know, the actual nuts and bolts of what the team is going to look like. So I'm just looking at it based on, okay, what odds right now do I know I won't be able to get if what I want to happen between now and the start of next year happens? Yeah, and I think that's the way you have to look at it right now because there are going to be dominoes that fall when it comes to the quarterback carousel. What about the Tennessee Titans? There are the rumors about Aaron Rodgers. Regardless, I think they have to make a move and they have to upgrade at the quarterback position. Now, will they? I don't know. Um, but when you look at the talent that's there, you could say they fraudulently got to the number one seed. But the fact of the matter is they got to the number one seed without the health of Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. a good chunk of the year without the health of A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, I think he kind of is what he is now. He's, I feel like he's always going to be hurt. But with with the pieces that are in place there in Tennessee, if they get an upgrade at quarterback, yeah, if it's Aaron Rodgers, obviously those those odds are gone. But let I don't know. I mean, who's an upgrade over Ryan Tannehill? Is Jimmy Garoppolo an upgrade over Ryan Tannehill? Is so when you hear me say that Russell, I mean, obviously Russell Wilson well, would be too. Deshaun Watson. I well, don't let me know. put some context on what I think about Derek Carr. He's been with the Raiders for eight years. This will be his ninth year coming up. Right. If you told me that the Tennessee Titans had traded for Derek Carr, I think that was an opportunity for him to have a fresh restart Mm -hmm. 
with a team that's built completely different, run first, most of his passing opportunities are play action passes. He's never been a high turnover guy. It's easy for them to go out and add a competent wide receiver opposite of A.J. Brown. They can do that through the draft. There's a lot of great receivers in this draft. They can do it in free agency. I'm buying Titan stock now because I think that's what Derek Carr needs. I think that's a better system. I think they are more well-suited for a quarterback like Derek Carr. So I would be high on Tennessee, but the problem is Tannehill's making pretty good money. So to, to bring someone in, especially someone that you're going to have to pay like Derek Carr, you have to be able to move Ryan Tannehill. And I don't know what kind of market exists for Tannehill. If you offer Tannehill to the Miami Dolphins, would they be interested? Would they think like that's an upgrade to Tua? Yeah, I'm I know look- Tannehill's been there before, but I'm just trying to, off the top of my head, think of where you could move well, Ryan Tannehill. And I'm looking at it right now, and this is why we need someone like you know Joe Corey, former NFL agent, to come in and, and kind of walk us through this. To me, on paper, it looks like the Titans are in trouble in in trying to get off this contract. Dead cap hit fifty seven million dollars. Right, they've got a cap trainer. hit thirty eight million bucks, and and who out there is taking on Ryan Tannehill with a cap hit, Sean, of thirty eight point six million dollars? Right? What if you offered Cleveland Ryan Tannehill for Baker Mayfield? Is Baker Does Mayfield Baker Mayfield fit what they're trying to do in Tennessee better? Is a change of scenery? For Baker Mayfield, what he needs to get back to the quarterback he was early in his career. I mean, do you believe that his deficiencies and issues this year were all injury-related? I mean, so there are some some avenues where, you know, some things happen and the Titans are viable. That's the only thing they're missing, but it's the biggest and most important piece. Yeah, I mean, I, I think almost for Ryan Tannehill, you need to – have one of those almost like an NBA trade where you trade them to a team that is not is kind of in rebuild mode and they're willing to take on salary. Um, so I'm looking at this. I mean, if yeah, you, if actually, you, it's funny. Aaron Oster, our producer, just uh, put something in a, in a G chat and messaged it to me. That's what I was thinking. So we were thinking on the same. Like you're almost going to have to do like we'll give you our first round pick. If you take this contract off our hands, right? So does a team like, you know, I, I don't know, Detroit or, I mean, it's not gonna be Jacksonville because they well, have Detroit's Trevor Lawrence. not gonna do it, but maybe somewhere like the Giants, saying, maybe the Giants. Someone who has a does ton Brian of cap Dayball space. think that Ryan Tannehill's an upgrade over Daniel Jones, or they're willing to take on a bad contract for a year in return, get the Titans' first round pick, so it opens them up. But then they still have to find that guy to come into Tennessee. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there because that contract is it and looks again, like a pretty I just big think albatross. Tannehill so, has an identity crisis. All that being said, I don't think 22 to 1. I think it's it's kind of wishful thinking unless I can be convinced that they can find some way to offload that contract. Well, I just think let's just say Tennessee hired me as offensive coordinator. Yeah. First thing I'd do is sit down with Ryan Tannehill and I'd show him Josh Allen tape from Buffalo. And I'd say, listen, I think you're extremely talented, but I also think you're a former wide receiver that's extremely athletic that doesn't utilize that skill set. So the offense that I'm going to bring to Tennessee has more quarterback run game that's a significant part of it. Are you comfortable and cool with that? Because as I watch your tape, you almost seem reluctant 
to run the football, to leave the pocket. Like, he played wide receiver mm-hmm. at an SEC school. Like, he's an elite athlete. But how did you know that by watching Ryan Tannehill play? I mean, it's almost like he's got cement blocks on his shoes. He gets in the, the pocket and, and acts like he doesn't want to move. When he does leave the pocket, it's never to, to run. It's always generally to throw the ball away or pat, 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 force the ball in the traffic. Like, why has he gotten away from what's a great component when you're looking at his skill set? That's the first conversation I'd have to have. Because if, if, you, if you add that to his game, I think he has a chance to be better. But why isn't it a part? Is it the team or is it the quarterback? Yep. I know I keep saying it. I'm a broken record. But, man, it's going to be a really interesting, it is. fascinating offseason. Big I want Russell names to go to Pittsburgh so move. bad. 50 to 1, Sean. Whew. 50 to 1. It's the nightcap. We'll keep things rolling on the other side right here on Visa. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. You know, I'm, I've, I've reached out to the Baja men. Uh, they're thinking about personalizing a, uh, a new who let the dogs out for the nightcap. Okay. So we're, we're working on that, you know, working on some things to, to figure that out. But, uh, you know, this part of the show, especially now football season in the rear view, we're still going to talk plenty of football. We'll wrap up the show like we always do, looking ahead at tomorrow. A lot of college basketball there, but anything that Puckstradamus is, is looking at, some NBA plays. But now's the time to unwind and then and, and take a look at some of the dogs that were barking you know yeah there, there they are yeah. a little chihuahuas so uh i'll start with college basketball not a ton of dogs barking almost a big old well rottweiler was barking at cameron indoor four to one on the money line but ultimately the dukies they hold them off they hold off wake forest 76 74 uh dukies opened up 11 and ultimately closed nine and a half. Some money coming in on the Demon Deeks, and the Demon Deeks get the cover, uh, but Duke does get the win. So no big upset there. But uh, let's go to the pit. And once again, we talked about this a little bit ago. Wyoming's been red hot. Mm-hmm. Top 25 team. Um, you know, most projections have them maybe on the seven line. Uh, bad loss tonight. It's a quad three loss. Went to the pit. Loses to, to Mexico. Once again, shout out uh, to Matt Humans, JVT. Both saw this coming, uh, taking the points. But, woo, plus 205 on the money line there with a home team in New Mexico. So dog barking there. Never usually get a top 15 dog barking, but that's what we had. Wisconsin coming back to beat Indiana. Not a huge money line return, but. Glad we left that alone. Yeah. That was uh, certainly a game. Very rarely. Yeah, because it looked like they were trying like, to say. That was 
Indiana or nothing. Stinky poo. Yeah, I just fortunately stayed away, did not embrace the stink on that one. Wisconsin gets the win, comes back, wins uh, plus 140. They beat Indiana 74 to 69. Uh, I don't know. Let me just double check real quick because we we had a. Um, ooh, all right. Aaron just got in my ear. We had a little maction. Broncos. Yeah, Western Michigan was plus 335 here at Circa against Akron. Another home dog. Barkin. Yeah, I don't have to watch Akron well. this year, but I feel like Akron shouldn't be that big a favorite <laughs> against too many schools. Uh, but Western Michigan gets it done 61 to 57. So thank you, Aaron, for uh, pointing that one out. And then uh, Butler, uh, they I think they had without their top two leading scorers. This line shot from three and a half to six on the road at DePaul. And lo and behold, Butler still wins and uh, gets the plus 215 on the money line. If you want to go to the extra games where sometimes you get that cash, why not North Florida, the Ospreys, another home dog. All these teams, Sean, except Wisconsin, New Mexico, Butler, North Florida, Western Michigan. What were they? Home. Home dogs. dogs. By the way, if you've never been to the University of North Florida, that campus is gorgeous. Spectacular. It is unbelievable. I'm like, I've seen some beautiful things like that campus is phenomenal. We almost got a couple other uh, upsets too, but I got one more. One okay. before before we get to uh, to to you, uh, more action. Northern Illinois plus three forty five on the money line on the road in Muncie today. Uh, the Huskies took care of Ball Those State. Those don't count. Like Ball what? State and Akron, how are they big favorites anyway? I mean, come on, the Maxons, Max of football. Odds makers Conference. make their lines, man. Yeah, come uh, on. So, yeah, but uh, I I concur on North Florida. I went there. Yeah, that place is nice. I was in high school. I think they won the uh, their division's uh, national championship in football, and they've only had a program like a couple of years. So, so getting some good talent. So there you go. To gravitate. You, I can you understand. Got about uh, six or seven pretty decent dogs coming home tonight in college basketball. Uh, Northern Illinois and Western Michigan and uh, the Ospreys of North Florida being the largest than a couple other notable big dogs. New Mexico home win as a home dog against top 25 Wyoming. Wisconsin on the road at Indiana was a dog and they win that one. Butler uh, able to come home as a road dog as well. Uh, Providence, uh, they were a road uh, home dog. Sean, did they win? I, I I didn't watch the game. Did Providence win? I'm just seeing how many times you're going to get the scores. Am I going to get to get the hockey, or are you going to like go over the scores I, like oh, 12 I, times? I know, but people were like, well, home dogs. I mean, Providence, right? I mean, Villanova stinks. They're no going to no be, about they're gonna be a, a, a nine seed. America's all about the NHL. <laughs> you saw the turnout for the All-Star game here in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, you saw them with the Bellagio Fountains. I mean, come on. The creativity behind that league is second to none. All right, Puckster Damas. Let's us, get it. Were there some, were there some dogs... Uh, there's some pooches out there tonight. Yes, they were. And you've had me you've heard me ad nauseum bickering with Chris Andrews and Jeff Benson and Dwayne Colucci. How's that going, by the way? And all these guys about these massive favorites in the NHL. So let me tell you about the things that almost happened. The Tampa Bay Lightning were minus 300. They were down 3-1 today mm. in the second period and rattled off five unanswered to win 6-3. I was so hoping the dog won. And also in the Penguins game, they were minus 350. They were down 4-2, to two, found a way to tie it up in regulation one in overtime. So the two biggest dogs didn't get to actually get out of the yard, but they did run the defense and scare some of the people walking down the sidewalk. They gave a little, 
Yeah. Uh, you, you jump. Yeah. You know, you, your goosebumps came, but yeah, the dog's inside the fence. I'm not worried. But there were some that came home. Number one team in the NHL right now is the Colorado Avalanche. They just beat Dallas in Dallas in their previous game. Well, Dallas came Ooh. to Colorado tonight as a plus 220 underdog and returned the favor. And I thought about betting this game because Colorado comes to Las Vegas tomorrow. They have a big game against the Vegas Knights. I thought it could be a look-ahead spot, but Colorado's been so good at home, and Dallas has been so mediocre to below on the road. I just didn't pull the trigger. Obviously, in hindsight, I should have. The Caps actually won as a small road dog, plus 120. And Nashville, Caps have been inconsistent. The names haven't really played at a consistent level. You know, your Vetchkins and guys, but maybe they're turning the corner. Vetchkin had a goal tonight, game. I think, yeah. And Buffalo won as a home dog. Uh, the Islanders, Islanders should never be. Them. The Islanders should never be big favorites over anyone. And this was a great spot to actually back the Sabres. They've been inconsistent, but slightly better at home. So they won as plus 155 dogs. There you go. Some dogs. And let's uh, let's wrap things up here on who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? To the NBA, where the dogs have uh, have been silenced for the most part. But how about Dallas going on the road to Miami tonight and beating the top team in the NBA in the Eastern Conference? Uh, they win that game plus 184 on the money line were the Dallas Mavericks uh, looking at that heat box score. Jimmy Butler played 29 points. Kyle Lowry played uh, in that one as well. So uh, do you believe in the heat? Like, I feel like they're the least talked about like one seed Mm -hmm. of any professional sport we've covered this season. Do I believe they can win the East? I don't. That's why I haven't really talked about them. I don't. Yeah. Because I just look at the firepower that the Nets, Bucks, and Sixers have. The mm-hmm. ceiling for those three teams, Sean, is so much higher than the Heat. Now, the Heat, look, you can make the argument that they made it to the NBA Finals in the bubble two years ago. Kyle Lowry is a great playoff uh, addition. Bam Adebayo's you know, legit you know, force down low. Uh, Duncan Robinson's an elite scorer, or shooter, I should say, but... I, I don't, I, and maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Yeah, I just feel like it, it takes me back to a time when I was just an elite paper purchaser. You know, I'd look at a team like the Heat. Oh, 12 to 1. Let me go buy a ticket. You're See, like Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've be, now I've turned into, like, you know, quasi-genius. So now, like, when I go to the window and buy a ticket, it's to turn whatever amount I'm putting on the ticket – into a windfall of cash. And I feel like if I take a futures bet on the Heat, I'm just going to go back to being a, a paper purchaser, like at an elite level, because I know we get in the playoffs. I just, we're going to get in a series with the Bucks uh, or the Sixers with James Harden, and I'm going to be like, why did I ever back this team? You never lack confidence. That is, uh, that is for sure. Uh, wrapping things up uh, on this front. <laughs> New Orleans, uh, no, Memphis thought it done without John tonight. Hater. Oh, man. That was the only dog barking tonight in the NBA. By the way, Trey Young in Atlanta. He had a big night. Uh, he dropped 40 yeah. on the night there for uh, for the Hawks. Maybe they're starting to figure things out a little bit. 41 for Trey Young. They beat the Cavaliers 124-116. Time to turn the page to tomorrow. 
next. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. VSN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You can get VSN all access to everything we do from now the college basketball championship on April 4th for only 29 bucks. Sean, sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year. You don't want to miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up Today, alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. We were just uh, talking about who let the dogs out. And uh, shout out to, uh, on Twitter, at UMDTerps08. Loyal listener, always tweeting us. Uh, let us know that the Golden Flashes of Kent State, Sean, went to the Rockets. I would say the Glass Bowl, but that's their football stadium. Uh, another Mac underdog coming home, plus 345 here at Circa. So there you go. A lot of a lot of dogs were barking in the MAC, the United States, if you're wondering, does lead 2-1 to one over Slovakia in the quarterfinals of the men's side of the Olympic bracket. Um, Steven Wino from the Associated Press was on earlier today. Uh, a and couple, he's in China? He's in Beijing. He's, nice. he's covering this game right now. Uh, we've been communicating a little back and forth. Uh, um, I've never been to China. I'd love to go. Been to Japan, but not China. I've been to Korea. I've not been. I would love to go to Japan. Uh, never been to China. The NFL used to play a preseason game in Japan, and we played the Tokyo Jets. Dome, right? Yep, at the Tokyo Dome, we had a great time. I bet. I mean, great city. It's a big city. Um, we had a wonderful time. We really did. I bet. Yeah, that sounds that sounds awesome. I need to get I need to get back abroad. I haven't been uh, haven't been abroad in quite some time. By the way, I'll game, pick some places if you games, pay. Games in Germany next year. Got uh, yeah, an NFL that. game in, in Frankfurt next year. Yeah, um, be good. I'll pick a couple of cool places. You just pay. Yeah, sure. I'll set it all up. Well, I mean, but that's the hard part when you travel abroad. Is logistics and mm-hmm. itineraries. So you don't have to worry about any of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know, 
former NFL quarterbacks. Are, I, want, are, I want you to comp this trip. You know, I'll get the next former one. Former NFL quarterbacks and, you know. I'll get the next one. I got the Fremont, like, excursion. AAC. Uh, hey, I got the Fremont excursion. You know, we walk down Fremont. I can go look up your all salary for what you made in the, in the NFL and at USF. At I got our, paid in Bitcoin. So. <laughs> It's all down the road. It's all down the road money. Um, but I, I do want to uh, mention a couple of plays real quickly. If you're if you're up for some late night debauchery or early morning, uh, I'm rolling with as a flyer Finland on the puck line against Switzerland, and then uh, Stephen Wino really likes Sweden to take out Canada. Felt like Canada was maybe a little overpriced, so we'll go the Swedes minus one fifteen, Sean. That's what we'll roll with. There. Yeah. I'm gonna no. just root for you. I'm probably leave all of that alone. <laughs> That's fine. I've been but betting. There are a couple college games that I love, and uh-huh. Puck Stradamus has some NHL plays. All right. How about this? Before we get to the college plays okay. for Wednesday, Puck Stradamus, let us have Puck Stradamus has two games he loves tomorrow. Minnesota Wild. They're minus one fifty-five. They're on the road at the Winnipeg Jets. I love the Wild. They're playing great hockey. And I also love the Carolina Hurricanes at home. The Florida Panthers are coming into town, but they've been very inactive post-All-Star game. And what we've seen is teams that are coming off these layoffs, it's taking them a game to get back to being in the groove. So Florida's also not a very good road team. So I'm going Carolina Hurricanes and Minnesota Wild. It's Puck Shadamas' plays of the day tomorrow. So Minnesota Wild right now you can get – as low as minus 140, mm-hmm. and Carolina you can get as low as minus 120 nice. at DraftKings. All right, let's uh, wrap up the show like we always do, taking a look at the college basketball slate. Another solid one on Wednesday. Let's start with the uh, the game of the night, and it will be taking place during our show, which is always uh, enjoyable, Sean. We've got the defending National champion, Baylor Bears, seventh in the land, going on the road to Lubbock, Texas. And I don't know if people should be scared or not, but you and I are on the same wavelength here because Texas Tech, I think it would surprise some people, is laying points in this spot. They are a two-point favorite at home against Baylor. Now, Baylor, as our friend Kenny White might would point out, maybe a little revenge on the mind Baylor did lose to Texas Tech in January, but I like this spot for Texas Tech. I am a believer in Texas Tech. I love them uh, at home. If you look at uh, their schedule so far this year, Sean, have not lost a home game yet. That includes a nice win over Kansas, uh, the very impressive win over Texas. Um, you know, I was able to fade them against Oklahoma in an eventual letdown spot, but I like this spot quite a bit. I will roll with Texas Tech I'll be honest, I'm not going to lay the two. I'm just going to go money line, Texas Tech to beat Baylor. I'm cool with that. Plus, Baylor's last two losses have both been on the road at Alabama, at Kansas. I'm with you. Baylor just lost a big fella for the season, a season-ending surgery. I like Texas Tech. This environment is second to none in the game of college basketball. The former Chris Beards get it done. Yeah, all right. So that is a, that is a look at uh, the game at 9 o'clock. Illinois going on the road, Sean, to the place that not touching it. favorites love to lose. What do you We're, call it, the rack? The rack. The Gers, once again, they are in a spot to take care of business at home as a home dog. Just pointing out their last two games at home, Sean. Win over Ohio State, win over Michigan State. 
Steve Peichel's got some sort of mojo going with this Rutgers team. Their last three games, Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, all wins. I tend to agree with you, though. Yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to stay away. Yeah, I'm not going to bother it. I'm not going to go against the Juju that is yeah. playing at the rack. Uh, they've also beaten Purdue there this year. They beat Michigan there this year. But Were they dogs in all of those games? Yes. It's almost like I want to be right one time, but I feel like I missed the train. <laughs> you know? Should have joined me. Like, I'd love Purdue. to just have a, a straight money line play on Rutgers for one of these upsets and, like, you know, rack up. But you're feeling like I am sometimes. You just you, you don't know when to uh, to jump on that train. I may jump on it. I'll let you know tomorrow. I'll text you during the day. All right. I'll wake up, see how I feel. Yeah? All right. Mm-hmm. What uh, You said you had another college basketball game. I did. I love Miami tomorrow as a road favorite, small at Louisville. There's not a college basketball team in more disarray than Louisville, Louisville but Miami's – you know, inconsistent, but they do play, you know, extremely well at times. So I'm banking that tomorrow they pull it together against a Louisville team. I don't, they don't know who their coach is. They don't know who their players are going to be. Miami's a small road favorite. I like you with Texas Tech. I will probably money line Miami and Texas Tech and put them together and, and roll with it that way. A couple of the games uh, just to note, um, Alabama at home to Mississippi State tomorrow. Uh, I just I have a hard time ever trusting in what Alabama is going to show up. Alabama is laying six at home against Mississippi State. I mean, this Alabama team is so Jekyll and Hyde, Sean. Uh, they did beat Arkansas over the weekend. This might be a letdown spot, though. They are at home. Uh, Mississippi State, you know, coming into this game, Bulldogs have lost three in a row. This actually might be a spot where I would look at taking the points of Mississippi State. Alabama coming off of that enormous win against Arkansas. Um, you know, win that 68-67. Not as enormous as, you know, uh, what they were able to do. Uh, Are you going to take Mississippi State? Mm. Either that or we could move on. Because Alabama, this is a look-ahead spot for them. They have Kentucky coming next. Uh, yeah, either Mississippi actually, State or nothing. I would take Mississippi State. Take the yeah. six. Yeah, Mississippi, Mississippi State, State or nothing here. Definitely not trusting Bama in this spot. Yeah, uh, this does feel like a letdown off Arkansas and then a look ahead uh, to Kentucky. Gonzaga laying a gajillion points against Pepperdine. Who cares? I'm not going to play that. Uh, Auburn laying a huge number against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's feisty. But, uh, I actually like Auburn in this spot, but I'm not going to play it. I yeah. just think they're better games on the board. All right, what else? You got anything else you like? I just was interested in what you thought of Seton Hall-UConn. Because I can't look at a UConn game and not be totally unbiased because I want UConn to lose every game because of what they've done to me this year. You want you want every team in the Big East who doesn't beat Villanova to lose. By the way, uh, just joining us, Villanova won and covered tonight against Providence. But how dare Providence be a four-point home underdog? That's a, that's ridiculous. Well, oddsmakers won that one uh, because they uh, Villanova won 89-84. to Seton Hall, bounce-back spot coming off the Villanova loss. They actually didn't play that poorly. They're on the road at UConn. UConn. Uh, they eked out one over St. John's. I'll be honest, I got I got no feel on that. Yeah, one. I want to back Seton Hall so bad because they're one of the teams I circled early in the year when they played at Michigan as a team that I thought I could I could make some money on this year. But they've been so inconsistent, especially on the offensive end. Like they generally bring it on the defensive end, but offensively they struggle. So I'm gonna leave the game alone. But I am rooting against UConn. <laughs> hey man, I hold grudges. Here's what it is. Uh, Villanova, another quad one victory. Uh, just just for the resume. I, I don't know if <laughs> anyone here cares about the resume or where they can end up on a seed line. Maybe my big old cigar. All right. 
Thank you to Eric Eager, Stephen Wino, Rashawn King. I'm Tim Murray. This has been the Nightcap on Visa. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.